Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of That's Dope. My name is Godswell Ugwa, and we got a special guest. We got Comic Drake with us. This is your second time, really, but your first time with me, so I'm going to treat you yeah. like the first time. Uh, I but, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, like, uh, first of all, we've been good friends for, like, a long time, which long I'm really time. grateful for. Yeah. Uh, lots of good times. Together. I mean, in fact, even right before Corona happened, you came to L.A. We got to hang out. Yeah. Uh, and that was a great time. You showed me a new spot that I didn't even know about out here uh, i don't know many spots out in la but hey, I, that is the prime date destination drunk sodas absolutely. yeah yeah like i you know i was like dang what do i do with this knowledge but you know now that it's corona i can't go dating whatever right <laughs> but you know thank you like i'm always glad that uh you know you've always been a homie you let me borrow some video games which i'm still trying to get through uh and then now uh i wanted to bring you on because you are the comic book paragon really you know the one that like uh, people turn to yes oh please like you you are the one like the chosen one um and you know right now it's like this is the perfect time like comic books are, like are on the rise again we just had comic book adaptations like coming out the wazoo that are just great uh we had um wandavision um which you know based off of different things falcon and winter soldier uh and then now just invincible and i was like hey who knows comic books better than comic drake well, who knows invincible up. better than comic drake all uh, right if there is invincible is heavily associated with my brand because it has been not only my favorite comic book it has been my favorite fictional work for many many years i i love it so much i uh, i was showing you before the show but i got issue number one right here which is probably the most Ooh. valuable comic i own especially now since it, I, I bought this at 200 dollars and it just sold recently on uh, ebay another copy for 1400 so i'm debating Ooh. If I want to, if I want to hold on to this or not, but <laughs> especially after season, how good I know season two and they're going to be, this is only going to shoot up in value. Oh yeah. And actually, yeah. Um, fun fact, probably the most, um, the most valuable indie comic out there is walking dead. Number one, which is also written by Robert Kirkman, the guy that made invincible. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Actually, do you, do you have that one or not? I don't, I don't. I, uh, I got into walking dead a little bit later, but Robert Kirkman is my favorite writer and everything he touches, uh, at least that I've read has just been solid gold man like like invincible so i guess for people who haven't caught up a lot i'm still seeing people haven't watched it they're, they're sharing the memes that they haven't watched it don't do that you know <laughs> go watch the show right or at least read the comic for sure not at least read the comic right oh absolutely uh, yeah and like for people who don't know invincible is the new animated uh take on superhero and but like it just goes like bonkers like immediately um like is like what if superman were to go dark really you know uh, yeah the way i describe it is that it's uh it's spider-man meets the boys yes yes oh perfect perfectly said man and, and i guess like what is it about invincible that like do you think that captured everybody uh like the show and then also like what's to come well the big thing is that uh what makes invincible special first of all what makes Invincible truly special, I can't really talk about because that's not going to be until like season two, three, four, because wow. I everybody gets their mind blown when I say this. But season one is probably the most boring it will ever be. I mean, I I love it. It's good stuff. But that is small potatoes compared to what's to come. But I think what really sells it, especially the animated series, is the character of Mark Grayson, Invincible himself. He's really the everyman. He's a good guy with a good heart. But he's also a complete dumbass all the time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the memes are going around like, what, for somebody who calls himself invincible, you get your ass beat constantly. 
constantly Which, it was like constantly like, i get that he's brand new to it but it's just sort of like did you have no awareness like how things are gonna get especially like yeah. in a world where like there's plenty of supers there's plenty of bad things are always happening and oh hey you're you know your dad's a, a hero already and you, the, you the greatest have, hero <laughs> man he had no awareness i guess of just like how it was Not then again eh, whatever he's a kid no well, the cool thing about Invincible is that uh, it really looks at what a world with superheroes would actually look like. It shows the consequences. Like, when you go off into space, you don't just breathe. You don't always have access to helmets. No, Viltrumites, which Mark uh, is is half-blooded of, it, they just hold their breath for an absurdly long time. Oh, wow. That's, and they have to dip back down into the atmosphere for big during big fights because maybe they're running out of air. So they need to quickly go back down, take another puff come back up uh, i didn't know shows, that actually yeah. i was wondering like like what was going on well and they, and they communicate through telepathy uh because alan the alien he comes in like they can't even talk because there's no sound in space so the only i was wondering if he was if the alien was communicating to him with telepathy yeah. okay wow yeah later on they get uh little earbuds that uh that use the same kind of that it emulates alan's uh biological abilities of of telepathic communication that's pretty cool but to, a way to, to write around it but yeah yeah, no, like they, they show the blood, they show the destruction and the the collateral damage that's usually overlooked in, in other media. And so it takes this this grounded, gritty look and combines it with, would you really want to be a superhero? The answer is yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not all like glamorous. You are going to get your ass whooped over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That's the facts. Like it, it's like, I don't blame Mark for getting his ass whooped. It's just sort of like, all right, bro, when are you going to go hit the gym? You know, versus yeah. just constantly like, oh, I just want to go back to high school. It's like, bro, no more high school for you. You you, you can, I don't know, just go lift some rocks and go go figure out how to get better because this is constant every episode. Yeah, that's one thing I really like about The Incredibles uh, for the Pixar movie is when, yes. whenever Mr. Incredible needed to get back into shape, like they actually showed the training montage of him bench pressing trains, yeah. really having to actually work up to it. Mm-hmm. and Lose weight, the- yep. Yeah, they do kind of uh, play with that a little bit in later uh, issues of Invincible because he gets stronger and stronger. Like if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, uh, the power scaling with with it, like everybody's all talking about, oh, man, can Omni-Man beat Goku? How's that going to go? Dude, <laughs> you're seeing you're seeing Mark and Omni-Man at their weakest in the series. Like, Whoa. When, when this stuff gets big, we're talking like. Mm, it's hard not to spoil it because I just wow. want to talk about all the good stuff that I can't yeah, yeah. talk about. I mean, like, I, I low-key want to hear about it, but at the same time, I really want to experience it. So I guess could you, you tell experience us? It. Yeah, I'm so excited. So could you tell us about, like, like the, the comic? Like, when did it start? When did it finish? You know, like, like the I guess just the basics about it, right? Yeah, so it was written by Robert Kirkman, who is my favorite uh, my favorite writer of all time. Uh, he did Walking Dead. He's done a bunch of other indie books, too. And it's actually interesting. A lot of his um, his other titles actually do feed into Invincible. So really? there's actually a series he did right bef- uh, about a year beforehand called Tech Jacket. And it's kind of like a Green Lantern-ish thing. There's an alien race. Guy crash lands on Earth, gives his, uh, his mech suit to this kid, and then he goes off and fights space uh space wars and stuff and tech jacket actually becomes a pretty big character in invincible uh oh. same for some of the other stuff like the astounding wolfman it uh was another one where that character it, it uh, ends up playing a part in invincible there's some spinoff series that he does uh, called like guarding the globe which focuses on the guardians of the globe which is the justice league stand-in in invincible uh-huh. they get a couple of of spinoff series there's a spinoff series with the characters adam eve and rexplode um 
Yeah, so the book itself uh, started in 2003. This was when Image Comics was really doing their first push into superhero books. Mm -hmm. So originally Image was um, a bunch of the most famous artists and writers of the 90s uh, realized that, that Marvel and DC were selling so many books off of their star power that they were like, either pay us more money or we're going to go start our own studio. And so they did. And it was a bunch of like really young, hip, talented uh, creators all all jumping on, doing their thing. And they have a deal, unlike Marvel and DC, where the creators own their properties at Image. Image takes like a little bit off the top, keeps it going. But ultimately, the the writers and artists can take that stuff, uh, their properties elsewhere. They can talk, uh, ship it off to, to get stuff like Invincible made. Invincible is also a special case because Robert Kirkman is a partner at Image Comics now. And he uh-huh. actually has his own, he has his own sub company within it called Skybound, which is responsible for Invincible. Wow. So it, it's all, it's all kind of tied in together. But it started whenever uh, Image was wanting to do their, their first push in making superhero books for the first time because before they did uh, a lot more more grounded stuff. The most superhero thing they had was Spawn. That was like their their number one okay, character for, okay. for a long time. And there was like a bit of uh, – they were trying to play around with the Image superheroes being in the same universe. So there's cameos from other Image heroes all the time in here. Characters like, like Savage Dragon, uh, Brit, um, other other those. But none have popped off like Invincible. It, it, this really is – the one that stood the test of time. Um, Corey Walker was originally the artist on it. And I like the guy just fine. I think he does. He does fine art. Um, when you look at the book, it is very 2003 in a lot of ways. There's some, there's some jokes that probably shouldn't be said uh, <laughs> these days. That's rough. Uh, uh, especially given the character of William. He is. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, I was just like, Ooh, I can think of a few people maybe that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but you know, I, I like well, Corey Walker. We're better just, people now, yeah. right? I like Corey Walker's art just fine. But then uh, when one of my favorite artists comes on, Ryan Otley, he sticks with the series for the majority of it afterwards. And a lot of the most iconic scenes are drawn by him. And it's just been Robert and uh, and Rotley just going in for the next uh, like hundred issues, basically. Uh, so the series ran for 144. I'm going to try not to show the cover of the of the final issue because it has some spoilers. But oh, man. Yeah, I want to say uh, this ended in 2017, 2018, uh, with the final storyline, The End of All Things. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the part, End of All Things. Part 12 of 12. It, like, they, they, they built up this ending, and it it's so emotional. It's so wholesome. I cried. People think that like, whenever I explain that, that Invincible is wholesome, they go, no. The, the bloody show where the guy is held through a subway train and is used as a weapon to kill hundreds of people. No, it's wholesome. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, when you said wholesome, I was just like, what? Wait, no. wait, 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 wait. Hold up. What? <laughs> there, There is so much heart in Invincible. It's it's great. And one thing I, that I do love about the... Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, no, no. I was just about to say, I agree. Like, I do... Like, even through, like, the gore, the violence, and all that, like, I do feel the heart. I do feel, yeah. like, the, the the sort of care for the characters. And, like, you know, even at the very end, like, when things look super bleak, everyone is like, hey, let's get together and, you know, group hug, you know, as best yeah. as we can. It's that emotional core that I think really sets the series apart from so many other things, that it has the the blood and the gore and the great action, the great set pieces, the great art, the the deep philosophical questions. But it also has that that heart uh, at its at center, too. One thing that I really like about uh, Invincible and a lot of what Robert Kirkman does in general is that uh, he is the master of the page turn reveal. And that's something that I really think that 
comics do that you don't really get in other mediums that makes it uh, special is that whenever you're reading a comic, you, the reader, are engaging with it at your own time. If you want to soak up every bit of, uh, of the art, you can analyze every panel as long as you can, as long as you want to. Like if you're watching a show or a movie, you have to like pause to look at a frame and like get it at just the right time. You can read uh, the words uh, over and over again. Uh, one thing that's really interesting is the way that the words uh, are inflected are up to your interpretation. So I don't know if we, if we are spoiling any bits from Invincible, the show. Eh, should be good. Okay. Cause there's this line in the, in the, the finale where uh, Omni-Man is talking to, to Mark. Are you sure I can spoil this? Uh, we gave, we gave a warning. If you haven't seen Invincible okay. finale just, by now, just probably skip over to the next minute. I'll, I'll for, let for, you know when yeah, you get back. For, for, for just like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. So there's this line where Omni-Man says that, uh, that he treated his wife as, as a pet and that he loved her at that way. When I read the comic, I read that very cold and harsh where he was just trying to break down Mark. I'm like, no, your mother was just a pet to me. But in the show, the delivery was very, I never would have even thought about it. He said it with such sincerity, like, no, I loved her. But in like the way you would love a pet. And that, <laughs> and the voice acting was so solid because it. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons killed My it. My God. He fundamentally believes everything he's saying, and he and that's that's a different different thing entirely. And I think the show and the comic work so well. I think they're both equally good so far in different ways. The sh- the comic has a way to flesh out side stories and characters in a way that you don't get to, in the show because the show has to really get up there. But stuff like the voice acting, the character of Machine Head with his little auto-tune bit just elevates the character to a whole another level. But one great thing that I think makes Invincible great for a syndicated serialized show is that Kirkman is the master of the page turn reveal. So when you actually turn the page, you are giving a whole new bit of information that the reader is doing at their own pace. And like every issue of Invincible has some sort of plot twist or revelation or big bombshell dropped. And, and every one of them works in my opinion. Wow. And, and like those, those, uh, those end of issue stingers, those cliffhangers, he's really good at, at doing those. And that's invincible deconstructs the superhero genre in, in such a great way that everything that, that you see in superheroes, magic, technology, aliens, uh, all these tropes, death and resurrection, um, they're played with in, 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 in really interesting ways. And I think it's really interesting that we can have invincible right now as an animated series, because we're at the point where the broader pop culture is dominated by, by superhero uh, storytelling. And now the, the general audience is familiar with a lot of these tropes in a way that they weren't before. Mm-hmm. And so that we, I don't think Invincible would be as appreciated if, if you don't understand superheroes at, at a base level. Mm-hmm. Like MCU, you know, like in like I guess DC, like just people being able to see like comic books as a whole and sort of get that sort of vibe, right? Yeah, you can't really you can't appreciate a deconstruction when you don't know what they're deconstructing. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I really is like a great deconstruction. It definitely I, I've been telling anime fans it feels like One Punch Man, <laughs> you know, like uh, exactly for that reason, because it is a deconstruction. One Punch Man is a deconstruction of anime oh, tropes, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, Boom, synapses are being formed right here. I never even really thought about that at all. So you're the, well, you're that's the perfect my, that's guy. That's my job. Exactly. It's like, Thank I'm you. so happy I'm talking to you about this. Like, and also, you are selling me on a comic. Although, at the same time, like, I'm a little hesitant. <laughs> I am hesitant on the comic because I'm like, oh, do I want to know, like, what's going to happen? You know, it, it, it's sort of like. No, see. Please, tell me, please. Like, I, I'm wondering. I, I will. No, I, 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 I'm going to make your life so much better. So Please. the thing for me with Invincible is that all those big revelations of plot twists are great stuff. Uh-huh. And so you get the you get the experience when you read the comic of 
going, you don't know where it's going and you're blown away. And then when you're watching the show, you see it coming and then you don't, you don't know how, how they're going to make it different. And so you kind of get to experience that revelation again, mm. in my opinion. I, okay. I think it's good. And uh, and like that that line that I mentioned earlier, that people that didn't see it, if they skipped that, I, I got a newfound appreciation for it by by seeing a different interpretation of of the of the source material. So I okay. think it's great the second time around. Also, okay. it's great to show people and experience with them when they go, "Whoa!" and I go, "Yeah, yeah," <laughs> and also yeah. just the the hype um i i really do think that you can't truly appreciate something until it's done which is a problem that i have with a lot of long-running superhero comics a lot of long-running um anime that they don't really get a chance to actually conclude in a good way mm. and when you get to go back and engage with the, with uh, something you loved again and you see the little bits of of uh, foreshadowing and the little easter eggs it, comics are as a whole are a medium that i fell in love with because the more you read the more the better they all get like for mm-hmm. for big continuities like marvel the like you don't need to read everything to understand what's going on in the core book because if any writer worth their salt will tell you what you need to know about the story that you're reading but and okay. if but but then there's those little references and stuff that you might be like oh is that referencing something i don't know about i can go back and read books over and over again because i've since learned so much more or i've learned more about the the history of the writer or whatever and and ah. um like especially seeing how the writer inserts a lot of themselves like with invincible robert kirkman has his own little stand-in guy because mark is a huge comic book fan and he has dialogue with the robert kirkman stand-in about oh. like how he repeats panels uh to save on on time i or, saw yeah. i saw an image of that like on the internet and it, like cracked me up i was like who who's this guy but you know, i think that's pretty yeah. funny Okay. Yeah, and another good thing about the comic is that um those references uh for from other image comics that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. they can't do that in the show. So Mark's favorite comic is called Science Dog, and they can't do that in Invincible. It's Seance Dog because ah. Robert Kirkman did a, a couple issues of Science Dog as a comic book, and now that's its own licensed trademark. They can't okay. do in the show mm-hmm. because it's a separate thing. <laughs> Just like how there's uh there's a bad guy that we'll be seeing in season 2 where his his power is portals. So he'll he'll open up a portal and then Mark will fly in there and then that universe will beat Mark up and then he has to find his way back. And in one issue, he goes to the Marvel Universe like straight up and he has a team up with Spider-Man himself. Oh, because I've been seeing cool. images of him like yeah. with Spider-Man. And I was like, how does this happen or like what's going on here? Yeah. And there, wow. there's there's one bit where he always goes to a portal and he goes to the Walking Dead universe. <laughs> and, hey. and you can't do that in the show because of other legal properties. But it's easier whenever everything's in-house. So mm. there's there's so much to be enjoyed from both. Man, okay. That's – okay. You, you're selling me on that because yeah. like, there have been some times like I read some manga and then like when I try to watch anime, it's just not – it doesn't hit as hard, you know, like mm-hmm. or it doesn't hit as well. But um, you have sold me on this. And like I'm also – like I don't want to get spoiled for like future things. But like I'm so excited to see like what I these know. future things are. So – Ooh. You can't get spoiled if you read the comic first. Exactly right. Now I can be the bad guy. No, I won't, I won't be a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> I I I I'm very hyped. You got me sold on this, and I'm I'm gonna check out the series now because, uh, like this, this is so that's, dope. That's what I love to hear, man. So I guess uh, also like to I guess like let me go to the back like uh because you did like hint on this a little bit like what got you into comics and then like what has kept you into <laughs> comics you know uh because comics seem I, like like uh, such a hard uh medium to like really get into in a way you know with so much to get into uh and then but then now it seems like it's sort of like finding a resurgence especially like with all these uh movies tv shows cartoons all that 
Yeah, so I, I have the weirdest origin story for comics. I'm the <laughs> only guy that read comics to, to get a girl. Wow. Um, <laughs> you, ne- you never hear about that. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Uh, I've always been fascinated with, with, with superheroes. I loved uh, watching the DC animated universe, you know, Batman the animated series, Batman Beyond. I, mm-hmm. I love the DC stuff so much. Um, and I tried to get into comics. I had these, uh, these. I actually still have a few uh, back here, but they're these uh, eyewitness DK books that would be like uh, the compl- uh, encyclopedia for the X-Men or encyclopedia for Spider-Man. And I, I, would, I read through those. I thought they were so cool. And I was going to a comic shop because they sold Pokemon cards. And this is in the hey. middle of the nineties, you know, the, the heyday I'm uh-huh. trying to get the new jungle set. I begged my mom. And while we're there, they had a bunch of, uh, back issues of comics. And I, I was looking through and I wanted to see my favorite superhero cable because I read him in, in the, in the encyclopedia book. He seemed mm-hmm. so cool. And he had the big metal arm and I picked up this issue and it's cable fighting his, uh, his evil clone that I read about in that book. So great. And what I didn't realize, that was the middle of a story in the middle of the 90s, one of the most complicated eras of comic books. And I read it and I had no idea what was happening. (laughs) And I was so put off. The continuity was so outsider unfriendly that I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm never reading a comic again. And so what I would do is I would read a bunch of wiki pages because the idea in these stories fascinated me, but I I didn't know how to engage them. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know what to do. And there was nobody there to really help me. None of my friends like comics. They were all weebs. It was manga, 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 (laughs) which was was great. But I had nobody to really hold my hand into that. And it's funny because I read so many of those wikis and I could go toe to toe with comic fans on trivia and stuff just because I, I read so much. But then I started dating this girl and I was um, I, I woke up at her, at her place one day and I, I noticed her bookshelf had a bunch of Batman comics. I was like, yo, comic books. Hey. OK, if I want to get good with this girl, I should probably read some of these comic <laughs> books. <laughs> wow. The, yeah, so, the power of women once again for good <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so she she gave me uh, some good starting places and i read this book um from the 2011 dc reboot they made they rebooted their universe for the second time and they they were starting off with new number ones and little did i know that batman was one of the few things that kept continuity from before but because oh. i played i played the arkham games i, yes. I watched the shows I was familiar enough with with all of the Batman characters that it was super cool, and it, they introduced this new set of bad guys, the Court of Owls. And I read the first uh, the first trade. That's uh, if we're going into like the specifics of things. So I have yeah, like, yeah. a trade of the Vince right here. This is actually my favorite arc, the Viltrumite War. Uh, you have single issues, and then when you get about five or six of those, you get a trade paperback. And these okay. are the, if it's a self contained story, then that's a graphic novel. Okay. So graphic novel, you don't need like this is this is volume fourteen. So. Yeah. So I read the first trade of uh, of Batman Court of Owls and it blew my mind. Sorry, I went away from the mic. It blew my mind. And from then I fell in love with this medium and I just consumed so much. I lived next to this big half price books that had an insane selection and I was buying trades left and right. And I was reading probably about three a day. Wow. Yeah. And I was I was going on YouTube uh, watching whatever videos I could find because like this, it was a whole new world. And it, the more I learned about comics, the better they got, because I kept falling more and more in love with it. I learned more about Spider-Man, which then introduced me to other characters. And, and I understood their backstories more. I started learning about the writers and behind the scenes and how so much of comic history becomes canonized within the events of the books themselves. Like, the, re- the entire reason DC rebooted the first time was because they kept buying competitors and they needed a way to make their those characters they uh, bought bring those in. fit into the universe. Okay. So they rebooted it and then they're like, oh, they've always been here. Blue Beetle's always been a character in DC. No, <laughs> we, we, we didn't just buy him. It's a new Blue Beetle. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, and also it's interesting because comics are the only American art form. Comic books originated in America, and huh. yeah, and and it's fascinating because they're such a part of, of our history too. Uh, they were a huge deal during World War II. Uh, like Captain America number one was released before the United States went to war. It happened. Oh, it went before Pearl Harbor. Before, and, oh wow, yeah. Yeah, and, and issue number one was there with Steve Rogers punching Hitler, the the leader of a global superpower that that the United States refused to go to war with. And that comic honestly was a, a, a push forward towards America joining the war. It, that, that was uh, it was a propaganda comic that was meant that, that did help, especially because most uh, most original comic creators were Jewish. Uh, mm. yeah, be like Jack Kirby, uh, Stan Lee, the uh, uh, Joe Simon, uh, all all these old school creators are almost all Jewish descent. So that was that was a big part of uh, that's why so many comics were so heavily involved with with World War Two in their plots. Wow, I had no yeah. clue about that because I yeah. had heard uh, Superman creators, mm-hmm. I think, right? But otherwise, I had no clue about like the rest and uh, beforehand. I didn't know that it came up before. That's cool. So yes, uh, Stanley uh, is actually a, a pen name uh, for his name is Stanley Martin Lieber, and he was uh, uh, yeah, he, he's he's a Jewish dude who uh, he wanted to save his real name for when he wrote serious work, but then he ended <laughs> sticking around in Marvel under the pen name. Hey, I'm glad you stuck around for sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And also, that's a really cool origin story for you, too, because I mean, <laughs> like, like, as I mean, I had always watched the TV shows myself. I had always like been around it myself, you know, watched the 90s cartoons. I didn't read a compendium like you, you might have. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I had seen those characters, you know, especially like with the video games, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom or, um, you know, just been around it. And my friend, like in high school, like even gave me some comics. And I remember reading Civil War. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's a that's a bad starting comic. Yeah, like I I, I had the I found like uh, this whole package of just like all the the comics like that are in between. But then I just sort mm-hmm. of fell off. And but I've always yeah. adored comics, you know, for what they are. Um, and but now I'm too deep into like anime world and manga world. You can like both. Like, uh, that's the cool thing. True. Don't get me wrong. I like I like and I guess now maybe I really want to. I think yeah, you I will. Do. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you do. But I'm just like, no. oh, I'm so behind in like anime world too. <laughs> oh like, no, okay, no, you don't understand. My pile, like, I, I'm about 300 issues of current comics that I'm not caught Ooh. up on, but I, but I read everything for work. Yeah, that's you don't dope, have though. the biggest thing that people need to understand is that everybody thinks that oh, I need to know everything about these universes. And a lot of people they want to. The number one rule is that you're never going to know everything, and once you get over mm. yourself there then the world is your oyster because everybody feels like I'm going to be left out. So here's what I always say is that first you can start anywhere you want. Uh, and that if the writer wants you to know something, they'll tell you because mm-hmm. also say you've been reading comics for 30 years and they're referencing something that happened 30 years ago. You might not remember that. So they'll, they'll give you like a little flashback reminder or a little text box that says, Hey, this happened in Spider-Man number, whatever. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if, if you know or not, as long as the writer tells you you're good. Okay. It's like when you're, when you're watching a movie, you don't need to know, like John Wick is a great example. Like we don't need to know all of his backstory. We just know that he was a badass mercenary guy. We don't need to know the specifics of how we got started. We didn't learn who taught him how to shoot a gun. It all that matters is what's right here and, and right now. Mm. And if if we need to know it, somebody will tell us. So you find a you find a good starting point of like you find a character uh, or a genre that you like. Go online. Lots of nerds like me will have like here's some good starting points. Read some of those. If you if you feel like this is something that's a reference that you that you want to know more about, 
go online. There's Wikipedia's maintained by nerds like me. And we'll tell you, we'll, it'll explain every minute detail. You get into a Wikipedia rabbit hole for a bit, but whatever. But just get over yourself. And I'm not saying you, it's everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get yeah, over, this get is over great. yourself. Try to try, tr- actually try it out. And because people kept giving me comics my entire life. And I'm like, yeah, I'll read that eventually, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but if you but if you start on like a deconstruction, like Civil War, that's so deep uh deep seated in like Marvel history. The whole uh, somebody else tried to give me this book Kingdom Come, uh, mm. as one of my first comics. And that is not a good starter comic. Is that like Superman? Uh, it, it's uh or- it's like it's the next generation of superheroes. Okay. And, and it's an alternate universe story where like oh. the, the young heroes. It's actually a lot like Civil War. Okay. Uh, there, there's a bunch of young heroes and then there's like a big explosion that happens because the heroes are being irresponsible. And then it, the old guard needs to come back in and kind of put them into shape. And then also like there's like a fight between the, the villains and the heroes. It, it's a lot going on. It's a great it's a great book, but it's also uh, a deeper exploration of a lot of these characters. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that was kind of when we first started seeing Wonder Woman characterized as as a warrior oh. uh, first and foremost okay yeah wow so yeah that, was, that one's that one's real deep to, okay. uh, to start with okay okay i mean this is great though you know like I'm, I'm glad that i'm talking to you because yeah i think it's like that fear of like where to start you know it's like mm-hmm. do i start at volume one of spider-man from the yeah, 60s if you, right? want to. Yeah, yeah. if you want to those yeah. are also good yeah okay hey yeah. like also it's like the new stuff that's happening it's like i don't know at all what's new or like what's happening uh well, spider-man is nuts right now <laughs> oh man yeah, I mean, I haven't even thought about like the last th- time I heard something was going on with Spider-Man, like Doc Ock took over his, bra- his that's brain. That's where I started. Like, okay, wow. That's yeah, where you started. I, okay. I started in a really weird spot and I loved <laughs> Spider-Man. And then I then I went back and like, okay, how did we get here? And that was also good. Okay. God, I love Superior Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. And then also I've heard about the different Spider-Mans like throughout like oh, the, Scar- yeah, Spider- Spider-Verse. And, yeah. I'm just sort of like, okay, hold up, hold up. Like what what's going on? They all look really cool. I don't know like which one is which or what's going on, but uh everybody's got a spider that speaks to them. Whew. Oh man. Okay. You know, okay. Like, like, like straight up. Like uh like Miles Morales is my guy. Mm-hmm. I, I love him so much. His current book is so good. They they took a lot of inspiration from Spider-Verse. They've actually Ooh. let his Latino side shine a bit more okay that's legit yeah. and I, I bit of a controversial opinion i also like the original miles morales comics people were saying that he was just uh, a race swapped peter parker that they were basically written the same way uh-huh. kind of My, brian michael bendis the guy that created him he kind of only writes one type of character with cmcu does a lot of everybody is various various degrees of sarcastic and charming <laughs> they, they have no like what's really the difference between like Peter Quill and Tony Stark in terms of personality in the MCU. Uh, one smarter, I guess, right? Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're both like charming, smug assholes. Yeah, smarmy. Yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that's how Bendis writes every character for the that's most funny. part. So, so yeah, he kind of wrote Peter the same way as he did Miles, but then you know he started to flesh out, and that's another thing. People don't stick with, with new characters long enough to let them really develop into their mm-hmm. own thing. People are so they're so quick to hate on things. Mm-hmm. Me, I, I hate disliking things, so I, I give everything a good chance. I try to not go in with confirmation bias. And then since then, it's been amazing watching Miles' supporting cast grow, watching the character grow, and I, I love everything going on with him right now. And yeah, I think everybody has has a spider that speaks to them. People, some people like Spider Gwen, now called Ghost Spider, terrible Uh-oh. name. Some people <laughs> like Scarlet Spider. Some people like uh, like Spider Punk. And there's a million books always coming out. Some people like the Japanese Takasetsu Spider Man from the seventies. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I've seen the that that live oh, action is just real like great. you know, like what is happening here? Love that show. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, because uh, I I started Spider Man the video game. Uh, thanks to you, right? But um, yeah, and fact, that's yeah, another. One. A, you don't need to know his history. Yeah, you go right in the action. It was dope. Like, although I need to restart it um, because I don't know, just weirdness. But then I see all these co- yeah. these costumes for it. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, what's where? What are all these? They look super cool. Uh, I was Spider-Man 2099. <laughs> I was just like, whoa, I, I am very interested. I'm just like, where do I start? And like, what, yeah, what do I do? I mean, I remember even like reading like Ultimate Spider-Man and yeah, uh, and it's I a great starting place. OK, cool, cool. And then like I had that's, even that's where like, Miles comes from. Oh, OK, OK. Yeah, because because that, that Peter dies and the Miles come takes. Ah, uh, OK, OK, OK. So maybe maybe I'll stick with that. Um it's, it's really really good i just read it for like cover to cover for the first time uh recently I, i've like read like bits and pieces but that's that book is real solid start to finish okay 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 maybe maybe that's what i'll jump into like uh yeah, there's man. so many different types of uh comic book starting points i'm just like which one do i i guess like for me it's like i'm very indecisive also unfortunately yeah <laughs> so yeah i think maybe it's just sort of like i need just to read be- them all oh yeah there we go just just do that once yeah, you like, pop you just can't stop like oh you're gonna gosh. be in real deep <laughs> if i didn't have to read for for my job too you know like i have to read more manga right then yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe i would jump into that more and but you know i will ju- i will seriously though like, you will jump into, you will no yeah. seriously a- i mean after, after this, this podcast yeah it's like i'm talking to you now it's like okay like that like I, that was one thing i was a little worried about like okay if i talk to drake I'm gonna have to start comic books for real, <laughs> and that's gonna be a whole medium. A hype man. I know it's like, dang it! Now I really gotta to dive into to all this, and then for sure, definitely you sold me on Invincibles. Maybe that'll be like the first real starting point. Oh yeah, mm. that's. A, I think it's a good starting point. Whew. Man, one thing I will say about like comic book fans get a really bad reputation uh, because like of people characters like the the comic book guy from Simpsons and like yeah, hey, worst issue ever, whatever. Honestly the people that are the most toxic generally don't read comics. A, a lot of uh, comic book spaces have kind of been uh, taken over by very, very vocal minorities of people that don't actually read the books. They're, they're just there to be reactionaries to grift uh, mm. either to sell their, their own independent books through things like Kickstarter, or they're just there to argue about a culture war that doesn't really exist. And mm. that's where we have things like the comicscape movement, which I don't want to get like too much on that but in my experience comic book fans there's so few of us that we're just excited for anybody to join us <laughs> join us right <laughs> yeah no like if, if you take a look at at x twitter which is like the x-men fandom on twitter wow. uh so you can either look at hashtag x twitter or x spoilers for whenever they're discussing new issues it's it's a very welcoming wholesome community like especially the x-men uh because they're such um a uh parallel for a- any opp- oppressed minority mm-hmm. uh a lot of people of color and a lot of people in the LGBTQ plus community have really latched onto these. And also because a lot of these characters have more embraced like these sides, there's a, there's a Marvel pride book coming out. There's a DC pride book coming out. Um, and right now the X-Men books, they're super gay in great ways. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fun right now. They're, they're doing their own version of the Met Gala with these extravagant costumes. Ooh. And, and so okay. the, the X community is lighting up about it and everybody is just so excited all the time everybody is just so hype and the comic book fandom is one of the most wholesome 
things I've ever experienced. And having having made video game content for a lot of my life, I've seen firsthand how awful and toxic those communities can be. Having been in a lot of anime spaces, there's a lot of gatekeeping and toxicity. Unfortunately, and there's so. really yeah. There's not a lot of that in, in the comic sphere, even though there's such reputation from people uh, of like how they're presented in like stuff like Big Bang Theory and Simpsons. Yeah, I found it so inviting and welcoming. That's dope. That's really dope because I I think yeah maybe it's like that sort of fear of like oh if I don't have the knowledge I'm going to be gatekeeped no, out of it. We, we, everybody just wants to share what they know. That's the big thing. It's not so much like oh you don't know this one obscure thing from 1975. No, it's like hey here's this cool thing from 1975. Whoa, that's incredible! And then yeah, it's so good. Okay, that's what's up. I'm I'm glad to hear that because I think yeah maybe it's like. It is like for me also like as completionist type of guy too, you know, video games. Ah, I, I, don't, don't, don't even try. Don't yeah. even bother. You're going right. to make yourself miserable. There we go. Okay. You're, you were freeing me from the shackles of like that because that I think that has been like a, a stressor like where I'm like, oh, if I don't know all the main plot points, if I don't know this character. I, I remember like uh, watching Justice League Unlimited. And I think I got uh, fixated yeah, on that. Yeah, like I, I like Justice League, the the original, like a lot. Mm-hmm. But then like when they in- introduced like all these characters, I was just sort of like, I don't know who these people are. How am I going to figure this out? You know, and I just sort of started getting lost, I think, you know. Um, yeah. But now it's like now you're 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 sort of setting me up to, you know, actually get into it. So I, I guess like uh, it, it sort of like leads into like another question. Like what, what are your favorite adaptations, you know, like cartoons Ooh. or movies or video games or, you know, like uh, w- what has been your favorite? That's that's a great question. So right now, Invincible does take the cake. Invincible is definitely the best uh, comic book adaptation that I have I have ever experienced because it takes so much and it elevates so much. The character of Amber is significantly better in the show. Mm. Uh, things like I mentioned earlier, like Machine Head and his um, his auto tune voice elevates it. Omni Man being voiced by J.K. Simmons, I don't know why I never heard that in my head, that, <laughs> it, but it's it's perfect. There, it uh. does. So much good stuff. Uh, and maybe I'm I am uh, mistaken on it because it's been a while since I've read the original Invincible issues because those are the worst part of the entire book. <laughs> but the whole scene of of the subway uh, bit, I'm pretty sure that was original. Wow. Yeah, I, wow. I could be wrong because it's it's been many years since I've read those issues. Mm hmm. But like that's all good stuff, and Oof. and the comic d- does a lot of great things that the that the show doesn't do, mm-hmm. but still solid. Uh, the Batman Arkham games I think do a really good job of, of adapting the character. Uh, but honestly, the best comic book video game is Spider Man for PS4. It, it captures the heart of the character so well. Uh, let's see. The other issue is that. <laughs> A lot of the adaptations, they then change the source material to match. So, for example, Star-Lord is a completely different character now compared to how he was before. Uh, like, he was kind of like a hard ass and like kind of like grim and gruff. Wow. And then they, they kind of changed him before the movie happened. And then once the movie came out and it, it became a huge success, he literally, like, that costume was completely original for the movie. Oh, wow. And then, and then a couple, few issues later, after the movie came out, he just finds that trench coat on the ground, <laughs> and, he, and he starts wearing it now. Wow! And then he starts acting like Peter Quill from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it's hard to tell. Like, well, yeah, it's an adaptation. It, it's it's better Star Lord. Mm, I, I can't okay. deny that, that this is a better version of the character now. Wow! And so the movies now match the tone of the comics really well. But uh, who's the adapting? Comics, who? yeah. Wow, that's crazy. But, and also, that's not to say that. Like, I mean, also, the, okay. Batman the Animated Series is also is also God tier in terms of, of adapting stuff. It, it it was the gold standard before Invincible came and mm-hmm. elevated it. Um, but 
that brings a good point of there's so many things that um, the adaptations do create. Harley Quinn was a character that was created for Batman, the animated series. Oh, really? Um, yeah. yeah. I and thought so, she was there all along. Wow. No, no. Uh, she was so popular in the show that they, they brought her in. And there's there's many uh, characters and plot points uh, that c- came from outside media that then gets incorporated back into the comics. And that's why I don't understand the whole competition aspect. People have like, oh, this is better. This is better. They're all good and they all feed into each other. Like uh, the character of Red X from Teen Titans is mm-hmm. now finally being brought into the comics. Oh. And, and it's now like they even like retconned it to where that was a part of Robin's life uh, or Nightwing's life uh-huh. back in the day. And, and that's a, a big plot point of the current Titans Academy, which is really uh-huh. cool. They're training the next generation of young heroes to – to really set them up for success. And then all these here, all these little kids found out about, you know, Nightwing professor Nightwing's old, like angsty vigilante days. And that's, and that's causing dissent within that. I love everything's influencing each other and it's all just, all that matters is good media. That's dope. Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Like, and also that is more synergistic than I thought. Yeah. I thought also there might be like a sort of competition of like show or movie versus, you know, comic book, you know, and, you know, I really oh. had no clue. Yeah. Yeah. Those people exist. But the thing is, anybody who's really getting so bent over, bent out of shape about that or getting so geeky about that, we have a term for them. They're just called assholes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but but that doesn't represent the bulk of the community. We all are just happy for good things. And the MCU has been really solid. I think they've taken a lot of the goofier concepts and, and showed that, yeah. Comics are dumb. Let's make that explicitly clear. They're so stupid. Yeah. There's a reason why my catchphrase on my channel is because comics. Cause yeah. That yeah, <laughs> every, everything. Well, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's it's all wild and goofy and out there, but it's fun. Yes, and that's and that's the most important part. So I love the MCU has has normalized so many things that we've just have taken for granted in the comic community. Uh, the the shows have been great. I think WandaVision has done such a great job of bringing in uh, multiple plot points from from various series throughout uh, decades of continuity to form like one good cohesive thing. Falcon and Winter Soldier was phenomenal. Uh, I, I went and read all of the, the Mark Gruenwald era. He wrote Captain America for 10 years and made a lot of the most iconic stuff. And Falcon Winter Soldier pulled a lot from that. So I read a lot of those books uh, in preparation for the show because to make content. And now having watched it, they they honor a lot of that source material in such a great way. They, they adapted the character of John Walker a little bit differently, but still a phenomenal character. The fact that I hate that he, that, that uh, he's getting death threats. Yeah. The playing, actor from, himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should, you shouldn't do that, but he's such a great actor mm-hmm. that he, because he made this character very hateful. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. the point. Mm-hmm. And, so, and the fact that we have, characters like u.s agent john walker coming in and the fact that we have groot and rocket raccoon my mom knows about them and has merch wow you're what? wow parents like <laughs> when parents get into it oh man that's when it's real mainstream right yeah talking tree man that only says i am groot that was the most obscure <laughs> took nonsense. america by storm right <laughs> yeah no wow. it's all about just good content that's, that's what matters so- well, no matter the the the, the medium that's what's up. I mean, like, yeah, you definitely like have like a sort of uh, inspired a lot more hope into that into the the medium for me, you know, because I'm glad yeah, I, th- I thought like yeah, it was just like okay, we're all fighting, you know, like Vulture no. Mites or something like that, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> right? And just like ah, mine is better. Ah, mine's you know, just <laughs> no, man. We all just love good stuff together, and people can, pe- people can disagree, and that's fine. I think just I think I think nerd culture needs to evolve and how they handle disagreements i i hate that's one oh, reason why I, I got out of the video game sphere like i mm. still play games on occasion but like i got so much hate on twitter for just saying that i like a game wow just by just by saying i like skyward sword 
And how because, dare you? I know oh, yeah. it, it, people will be like, "That's the worst one." Oh, that, right. But who cares, right? If that's yeah. the worst one, right? You know, it, if it is the worst one, whatever. I really like you had it a good as time. A game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's what matters. And I, I wish that more people uh, were excited about, like, okay, maybe, like, and also hearing out why, why do you like this thing? Yeah, and that uh-huh. perspective, and that's, that's individual um, versus like the objective, yeah, list. Because there's no such thing as objective, mm-hmm. and that's that's why I love my job and I love Comic Tube as a community because uh, I love deep video essays that break down the behind the scenes, like the creative of why this comic was made, uh, why this worked, why this didn't work, and it, it creates. Like you kind of creates like a field of study in a way, like for a lot of my videos, because I do such deep dives into them, I'm basically doing like a little anthropology experiment every time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, the fact that you're able to uh, do research on the writers and do research on like the the time period of like when these came out. I mean, the fact that you you tied together for me, uh, like how comic books started, you know, from these Jewish writers in preparation or like uh, in defense really you know like for like mm-hmm. uh the world war ii era right you know that's pretty cool that's not yeah. something i knew and yeah yeah wow like it's it's pretty cool i i i wish more mediums were able to do that you know like were able to showcase why they were written in the time period they were like from mm-hmm. the person the personal experience of the writer in the way too you know makes it more personal for me too yeah like, it's like oh that's cool i i mean i'm interested in trying to yeah, I- understand that I think that there I th- there are a lot of of different media uh, like fi- like works that I think do capture a lot of that, but I think a, a big thing is that it comes more down to the familiarity with the audience of the creative team. Um, so, like people are able to pick apart Quentin Tarantino movies because like they have uh, a, a catalog of work to go to see the similarities. Uh, because he's like a famous director, they can learn more about him. Uh, I think that that in comic books, writers and artists are honestly almost as important as the characters themselves um and, and we saw that a lot with like, even the creation of image comics that the these big shot creators knew that they were like you could sell a comic based on the creative team alone mm-hmm. and seeing like how how their work has evolved and also uh, a lot of them are so active on social media the, the back of most single issues have a q a like you can physically before you would write in physical letters mm-hmm. and and either the writer the artist the editor would, would answer them uh nowadays it's tweets and emails but th- uh, there's a culture behind talking to the the creative team and asking why did you do this or have you considered this um so in falcon and winter soldier um john walker's best friend lamar uh he goes by Battlestar. okay that was not originally the case in the comics whenever uh whenever john became captain america john walker came on as bucky so they oh. could have the the duo uh-huh. and, and frequently whenever you have a, a new captain america standard there's always a bucky to go along with it even though bucky is james buchanan's name it's also a title okay i had no clue but, yeah cool. but they changed they changed the, they changed lamar's name from bucky to battlestar because the writer mark gruenwald didn't know that buck is a racist term against against black men uh oh yeah 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 that makes sense wow okay yeah, it, wow yeah okay and, and, and they only found out about that because of all of the the, the, the fan mail. Like, hey, maybe you should know. And the, the dialogue between the the audience and the creators is a huge part of a lot of these books. There's some books like uh, Grant Morrison's Multiversity that actually is a very deep meta thing. Grant Morrison, the uh, the writer, they get a little too a little too meta for me sometimes, huh. but. 
people love him to death. Uh, but that entire book is about the creative synergy between the the creative team and the audience. the The bad guy is is literally called the empty hand, and it's uh, the demanding populace demanding huh. more. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's real meta. <laughs> it's. It, it's I mean, Grant Morrison trips on peyote and then writes comics. That's pretty, I mean, hey, that's a process right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, okay, uh, I, you have sold me. Like, I do feel like, you know what, maybe I should dive into this whole world again. In another whole universe, you know, take me world. So uh, Everybody I guess, needs that friend to get them in. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's the truth, right? Like, it, I'm glad that you're my friend who can tell me, like, okay, this is, this is what to get into so i guess a a a good question now is like what would be your like and you probably answered this in like many of your videos already but what would be good here yeah please thank you what what would be good to get into you know like what what would you say like right now 2021 you know people should like look into if they're interested in getting into comics well i don't really want to recommend a lot of things that are that are fresh and coming out Mm -hmm. uh one one of the things that i miss so much about getting into comics for the first time is that when i first started Every book I read was the greatest book of all time because we like we have had decades worth of stuff. So every Batman book I read was the mo- the most iconic Batman stories ever written, and I do miss that because like I do like a lot of what's being written right now, but I don't I haven't had the back to back bangers of everything I read just being pure gold, changing mm-hmm. my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first thing that anybody that wants to get into comics should do is find a character or a genre that they're interested in, um, and then start there. I- I'm going to give some personal recommendations. Yeah, in please. This. But uh, but also don't be afraid to go on online uh, to like Reddit's or or comic book websites. Just type in uh, like reading recommendations and then whatever like for Batman reading recommendations for westerns, and then a lot of people will will have like little cells for each of them. So generally, when I'm getting people into comics, they usually want to hear about the big two, Marvel and DC. Uh, so for Batman, most popular superhero ever made, um, my number one recommendation is the book Hush. It's um, it features pretty much every iconic Batman villain uh, gets a little bit of time to shine in it. And it tells this, uh, this new story about this, uh, this new bad guy who comes to town, hush, what's the deal? What's going on here? Why does he seem to know so much about Bruce Wayne himself? That's, that's uh, a pretty solid mystery. And one of the things I like most about Batman is that, he came from a book called Detective Comics. He is the mm-hmm. world's greatest detective. Uh-huh. He thrives best whenever he has a mystery to solve. Yes, he's also the the angry punch boy, but <laughs> I think his best stories have that mystery element. So Hush is one of my favorite starting points. The one that I started on, Batman the Court of Owls, is another good starting point. That's that's the first of the current universe. Okay. So if you want to get caught up to, to now, just start there. Um, for Spider-Man, I definitely recommend uh, Superior Spider-Man. It's a weird place to start. I fully acknowledge that. Uh, but I like that a lot. That's Dr. Octopus and Peter Parker swapped bodies. And then while Peter died in Doc Ock's cancerous body, um, when Doc Ock was there in Peter's brain, he got flashes of his life and learned the lesson of power and responsibility and decided to honor Peter's life by not only being a Spider-Man, but being a better, a superior Spider-Man. Ah, and one wow. thing I love about that is that he uses villain tropes as a hero. He has minions. He monologues. And he, <laughs> he's a bit more brutal. has to learn how to pull back. Um, also, I recommend uh, the beginning of Dan Slott's era. He's the guy who wrote Spider-Man for like 15 years straight. Wow. Uh, he started that after a soft reboot. There was one more day where he sold his marriage to the devil Mephisto and then basically reset everything. Brand new day is the beginning of that. Uh, that's solid stuff. Also, there's... 
the start the part right after uh superior spider-man whenever peter gets his body back because of course he did because comics yeah, uh, that, 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 that's, that's another good starting I was thinking point. i was like when does he get his body back <laughs> i was like when do things get back to normal but yeah uh, right, pretty right. Cool. Uh-huh. uh ultimate spider-man is another good place to start that the ultimate universe was meant to te- like start things from scratch without discarding the old continuity that people knew and loved uh but with a fresh start a new universe no baggage necessary that's another great place so that came out in 2000 solid book there um if you want more like sci-fi stuff, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy are are pretty good. The I think I want to say 2013 is whenever they brought them back right before the movie. Mm-hmm. That's a, a good place. Uh, Doctor Strange, if you want to go for like more of the magical stuff, uh, Teen Titans is is like the quintessential uh, team up book. So probably start with like the I want to say 1985 era, which when they introduce characters like Raven, Cyborg, uh, all at once there. Okay. Um, also good stuff. Um, I want to say 2008 was when they had another new number one. That's whenever they they brought in characters from Young Justice. And they made like one new Teen Titans. Uh, Static uh, comes over from the Milestone universe and oh. in, in, into DC, so he becomes a part of the Teen Titans. That is a lot of fun to read. Uh, I also love Tim Drake as Robin leading that that group. Solid guy um, for indie books. Indie books are probably where a lot of other people want to start. Also, I do not mean for this to sound sexist, uh-huh. but a lot of women do love indie comics a lot because it's more than just capes. Um, and while you can tell other other non cape stories in Marvel and DC, uh, things like, you know, Doctor Strange, but, you know, magic and occult and stuff like that. The indie market is where a lot more genres thrive. And that's also where you see a lot more uh, female readers uh, going in. Okay. Um, Saga is probably the most popular indie comic right now. Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't looked at the charts recently, but it, it was dominating for a while. It, it's a it's a really cool sci fi epic with beautiful visuals um i'm a big fan of this book called sex criminals Mm -hmm. uh it's a a little not safe for work (laughs) but uh the i will try to be polite with the the verbiage uh (laughs) basically um when two people reach completion uh time freezes and they use that to rob (laughs) banks to then to then pay back the loan on a bank that's on a on a library that's being foreclosed on with the money from the bank is for closing on uh, fun stuff okay uh, scott, scott pilgrim obviously is a lot of fun uh the same writer brian o'malley does uh, a new book called snot girl which is about uh an influencer that who is an unreliable narrator and has um some seemingly cognitive d- uh, disabilities where like she's you can't really tell what's reality and what isn't uh mm. there that's a really good book uh the archie comics reboot in 2013 is also actually really good if you want uh, yeah if, if you want like a good high school story the indie scene has a little bit for everything oh paper girls is another good one uh uh these like teenage paper girls uh doing their route in the 80s get teleported into this sci-fi epic wow yeah oh the Runaways, another great one. That that's a, that's another good teenage book of uh, the child. The children of all these supervillains are trying to come together. They run away from home when they find out their parents' identity and are trying to to rough it on the road while also taking down their bad guy parents. Wow, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, so many so many great hits. Like I'm just like, oh man, okay, like lots oh, of great choices great. on what to start on. But uh, this is really neat. This is really cool. I got two last indie recommendations. Yes, though. please. Uh, Radiant Black, which is Invincible meets Power Rangers. So. <laughs> It huh. is uh, a tokusetsu show, so like very Sentai-ish. Um, guy is down on his luck. He's he's heavy in debt, and then he stumbles across this black hole that gives him this really cool super suit. And 
What's that going to do with his life? Who knows? That's been a lot of fun. That just started. And another book that just started recently is called Seven Secrets. And it is very anime in all the right ways. Um, (laughs) It's it's incredible. Uh, There are these these secrets that are in these briefcases that can change the world and they're dangerous. Like they could be weapons. We don't know what's up. And uh, they're it's there's a secret society that they're tasked with protecting them from people that would use them for uh, for evil. And there's this uh, this this kid who gets trained up in this society to become the one of the holder of these secrets. And it's it's been a blast. It's also just started. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Lots of great options. Okay. I'm glad. I'm. I'm super happy. I asked you about this because I have seen some of these. Like you know, at least like when I go to com- uh, conventions, like Paper Girl and Saga, and like I love how the like the logos look. And I'm like how the covers look and all that. But I'm just like okay, I don't know what's going on. But then, you know, one day I'll get into it. But now, now I'm a lot more motivated to get into it. And then I guess last question. Um, are you watching any anime right now? <laughs> okay, so it's funny. I, I got out of anime for such a long time. I, I dated this girl that that was all she did. Her her she had like over seven hundred shows in her her my anime list. And oh, yeah. anytime we interacted, it was anime, 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 anime. And so I, I had to back away. But now I'm back on it. Yes. Man, I I am back on the anime train. Yes. So I watched uh, Way of the House Husband recently. Fell in nice. love with that. Uh, you know. Food Wars, B Stars. I started. I started JoJo. Nice. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, Death Parade is is a new favorite. I love that. Uh, uh, Promise Neverland. Uh, God, Read the manga so- for that one, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I heard yeah. for season two. I haven't started with that one yet. Um, and right now, I'm watching a classic called Wolf's Rain. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, very nice. Yeah, and I'm, I'm about halfway through that. It's actually, I'm actually really surprised. Yeah. I've never heard anybody really talking about that, but it's my, my current girlfriend's favorite. Nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that, man. Like you got some good taste, and you're you're into some good series right now. And thank you, thank you. Honestly, this was a wonderful uh, podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? I need to go watch a lot more of your videos because um, I mean this is. <laughs> Was only the beginning of like of everything i love it uh, where can people find you oh we're gonna make a comic fan out of you uh okay. so you can find me on youtube as as comic drake uh either youtube.com slash comic drake or comic drake.com uh on every other social media i am trailer drake that's from my, my gaming days so uh and, and maybe i'll bring that branding back but uh twitter is uh I, my I, I post a lot about comic books a lot about uh political activism and, and stuff like that that's a good place to find me uh and if you want to see my content specifically youtube.com slash comic drake and i sometimes stream on there and on twitch at uh at trailer drake awesome thank you so much man this was a wonderful episode i'm super happy that you got to uh, make some time and come on this episode because i mean i learned so much and i'm sold i might be a comic book guy oh boy <laughs> i'm always happy to gush thank you for letting me talk to your off. it was wonderful Thank you so much, and thank you to all the listeners. Uh, You guys are dope. As always, stay dope. Peace.